What the fuck is up, Duelists? Welcome to Pot of Greed, the world's only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. I'm Audrey, and we're about to find out how good a Mickey Mouse impression I can do. <clears throat> it's Ryu! They put bugs in him! <laughs> Pretty good. I'm Max, uh, and I go to badcyberdragon.com. Uh, I'm Dan, and I'm a martial arts school dropout. <laughs> So hey. we all really focused on on one episode here with our AKAs, but that's fine, folks. Yeah, I mean, one does have a bug in the name, but the other is kind of like the better episode, it would seem. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's an episode, I'll tell you that. What is, what is the more inexplicable episode, for sure? <laughs> yeah. For sure, uh, for sure. Back uh, at it again at GX, you know how we fucking do. But before we get to that episode, we have episode 82, which in the sub is Misawa versus Manjame, the Assault Cannon Beetle. Uh, let me check the English title. Uh, okay. Uh, season 2, episode 30, Magnetic Personality. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll um, give it to them. Yeah, sure, why not? Fine. why not? Uh, this one starts out with... with uh, Manjume fighting three raw yells at the same time, which is honestly kind of unimpressive considering he beat like what a hundred guys in a row when he went to like Duel Academy North. That's true. Fifty. Uh, like it's it it's impressive, but like I know he can do better. Uh, yeah, and that was with absolute shit cards. Yeah, I mean, he would, if you ask him now, he would still say he has some absolute shit cards remaining in his deck as of now. <laughs> Not for long. Not for long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as we see, we zoom out from this duel. The three Ojamas are here, and they want their master back so bad. This is so sad. They're freaked out. <laughs> it's like you're hanging out with your bros, and you realize, oh shit, my bro has terrible rancid vibes, and there's nothing I can do about it. They're helpless to watch as Manjube just becomes the Joker. <laughs> Not like this. Not their bro. And, like, specifically, uh, Jared Leto Joker. <laughs> They're like, yeah, oh, not, dude, not, not a good Joker. so gross. Not, no, the, the whitest Joker. <laughs> oh, I just thought of something. Maybe it'll happen later. Like, mm -hmm. in a later episode, I don't know yet. But I am thinking of what could happen in the future with these boys. Uh, I love them. <laughs> well. They're my favoriteest boys. Yeah. The uh, Manjame wins. Yeah, yeah, and all three of the yellows realize, oh, the Society of Light, this is where we belong. Like, we, we get a scene of the them all The society was made for me! <laughs> it's my society. Uh, we see them packing up uh, from the yellow door moving to the white door. Misawa's there, and he's really distressed, and, and one of them is like, yeah, you know, we weren't really finding true happiness in the yellow dorm, but the Society of Life offers true peace of mind. So it's like, I, I don't even know at what point it like the the line is blurred between like actual like psyo mind control and like the power of peer pressure to join this cool cult. Yeah. I mean like it's that's... a real if all your friends were named Cliff, would you jump off them type situation. Right. It, I mean again, I, I don't think GX is that particularly deep, at least not right now. We'll we'll not see yet. as we get to like other seasons. But like I do think it is like an interesting um portrayal of how nefarious cults can be. Yeah. yeah. And how, I like, mean, you mentioned Jared Leto earlier, and again, yeah. cult leader. 
Um, yeah. And just, like, how, like, perfectly normal and, like, well-adjusted people fall prey to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like, fucking, in this one, probably, like, the hardest loss yeah. of someone into the white cult we've seen so far, at yeah. least for, for the sub. Uh, we, we have, like, we see, like, the three yellows, they're packing up, and it turns out Bastion is the last raw yellow who hasn't been converted. Yeah. Uh, it's like, he has this sort of existential crisis where he's like, well, Sayo's recruiting in order of strength, so why am I not being recruited? Because, you know, Misawa's the best yellow. Yeah. Like, he's number one. Hey, so why is he last? Hey, want to hear want to hear the best joke I have for these sets of episodes? Absolutely, I do. Men get negged. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm thinking that might be the episode title. <laughs> uh... Men get negged. That's what's happening here. Misawa's like, I'm the best person at this dorm, but like, and as the as the three leave, they're like, yeah, homie, you're the only person left in this dorm. <laughs> you yeah, yeah the by best default, I guess. Come on, bro. Uh, uh, I uh... mean, there are two other yellows, but they're basically slifers. Yeah, they're they're, they're 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 reds. They are not yellows. <laughs> yeah, and they're also <laughs> completely absent from the dorm itself all the time. Look, t- let, let's call them what it is. They're oranges. Oh, they wear yellow, but they're red on the inside. Oh God, I just realized. Does that mean like the headmaster is also in the Society of Light by this point, or not the well, headmaster, no, the, the the yellow head? Oh, oh, Mr. oh Salvador Man. Dali. Yeah. Um, the curry man. You know, honestly, he's probably been fired by now. He's he's not anywhere. No one knows he exists. Sayo doesn't even realize he's there. Yeah, he, he's a Schrodinger character. Like, if you don't see him, he does not exist. I'm imagining... He, he's a fucking quantum teacher. I'm imagining a scene where Bastion's just lamenting, Oh, I'm the only yellow left. And in the background is just the curry guy, Don Simone, just saying, I- I'm still here. We can hang out. Do you want some curry? No, I can cook He's for having you. the breakdown in class, and the teacher's like, I'm right here, dude. And he's like, I'm the only yellow left. I'm worthless. Aw, poor Salvador Dali. I mean, to be fair, Sayo is 17, as we know. and is He's only- an adult teen. Yeah, he's 17, as we know, and doesn't seem to actually be going for uh, faculty at all. Seems to just be keeping it in his obvious peer space. Because he's he student, ca- he's, he's, a, he's student council president. Yeah, I mean, look at him. He's got this like sailor suit and a big lollipop. He's definitely yeah. a kid. <laughs> he's a little yeah. Bavarian candy boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to play Fortnite and drink cola. Um, damn, Sayo, you can floss so fucking well, dude. Uh, the next scene. This is kind of the through line for this episode. For some reason, Judai refuses to eat the cafeteria food in the red dorm. So he and the gang are, like, just trying to fish and catch their own food. Huh. It's a little different. That's, uh, what's it like for you? In the dub, it's more like like uh, Tyranno's just leading the whole thing. Like, he's the one who, want, who wants other stuff. He's the one who plans oh. to cook the fish. Uh, it's Interestingly enough, he's the one who hates it because he's like, I want red meat. I'm a dino boy. Fish no good for me. But then he's like, but also I know how to masterfully break down a giant fish and, like, mm-hmm. play it perfectly. Yeah, I mean, he has dino it. DNA. Right. He knows all the parts of the fish that you ha- that dinosaurs can eat and all the parts that dinosaurs can't eat. 
Yeah, his yeah, ancestors was, use every part of the fish. I was about to say, like, sorry, Max, are you implying that dinosaurs were fish? <laughs> because... I mean, there are dinosaur fish, like, uh, Megalodon, is that it? I mean, I mean there are prehistoric gi- sharks. There are, there are prehistoric aquatic animals, like plesiosaurs and stuff, but they're not actually dinosaurs. Same with, like, pterodactyls. Whatever, this is an insane conversation for us to be having. Yeah. Um, the fact uh, yeah, we don't talk about smart things. <laughs> Not here. <laughs> this is this is yeah. So they're they're catching fish and mm-hmm. they're whiffing it. Yeah, no good. They do end up catching not a fish, but Edo's fucking steak because he's right. just taking his lunch on his yacht that is moored in the harbor. And Judai yeets his rod so hard that like he catches one of Edo's delicious prime rib cuts. But before he can, like, reel it back, he, like, starts reeling it back. They're like, oh, my God, you caught a big one. Ada just, like, snips the uh, the mm-hmm. thread. He's like, good luck with that, buddy. Give me my steak. That's cute. I like it. It's silly. It's yeah. fun. I really like how Ado is growing in the character, especially in this episode. Like, I thought he was really yeah, yeah. interesting in this episode. But He's he kind- has, he yeah. has, in my opinion, one of the more interesting, like, Goku syndromes or like, Vegeta syndromes, however you refer to the... You know, you meet yeah. a enemy and they become an ally mm-hmm. thing that happens all the time in anime. But he <laughs> he does it so slowly. Yeah, he's yeah, that... the rehabilitation of Edo Phoenix. He's yeah. a real tweener. Uh, actually, uh, okay, wait, where was I? Okay, so, uh, ugh, tongue stuck. Uh, Bastion shows up. He's talking about how the Society of Light is ignoring him and he's all sad about it. Uh, he's giving himself his daily affirmations. He's like, yeah. he's like, you is smart. You is. I've never seen the pursuit of happiness. I can't remember the. <laughs> I I can't help you. I have not either. watched that movie since high school, and because it was kind, in high school, you, you is smart. Anyway, he's giving himself his daily affirmations. Uh, mm-hmm. He he did, he comes up with an idea. Uh, like he starts like. Doing his wall calculations from like season one, uh, and he's like recalling all these past duels. Like he's reminding people like how he's like he talks about how like how he's like held his own against like some re- really formidable duelists. Like he gave Jaden a run. He beat Chaz. Uh, like he is one of the best duelists in the academy. Mm-hmm. Uh. He's, like, kind of convincing himself that, yeah. like, he's strong and he's worth it. And, like, it's Saya who's wrong for not recruiting him. Uh, by this point, Edo's, like, kind of, of taking notice. No, and... it is Saya who is in the wrong. I mean, probably true yeah. in general. Uh, mm-hmm. But Edo's taken notice of Misawa. And Edo's kind of, like, picked up on this sort of inadequacy that Misawa's dealing with. That, like, Judai and the gang just don't understand because they're in, they're, <laughs> they've shifted into fish mode fully by now. Yeah, the other thing um, that is going on so, so, is that, yeah. like... Judai Sho and uh, Tierno are also like not really noticing Misawa either. <laughs> they're like yeah, they're not really noticing their senpai. They're, very very um, sad. Yeah, like in the fishing scene, he was there the entire time, and they fall back, and Sho looks up, and he goes, "Oh, when did you get here, Misawa?" And he was like, "Honestly, kind of funny that like this has been this has been a thing yeah. for a while. We're sh- mostly from Sho, but he's like, oh, Misawa's here. It's like this isn't new. Like Misawa's kind of been ignored, and like this yeah. is like." the culmination of all that. So it's like, oh shit, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX yeah, did a character like it development. Actually yeah, might have done a writing. 
Yeah, like... Oh, oh, oh shit, oh fuck, Yu-Gi-Oh did this? There is, like, a very huge emphasis on, like, how he's kind of a side character, but... And, like, he's just been put to the sidelines since, like, the early Season 1 stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, like, been the least of the main characters, honestly. So, like, now that we finally get a Misawa episode, it's like, you didn't notice me, now I'm j- Joker now, sorry about it. Um, but we get a cut over as, as Misawa's, like, in the fucking Geometry Woman calculation zone. They're fishing again. They're fishing, like, in a different part of the island. Uh, Ken's on looking malnourished, and he, like, he looks over at Sho, and it's basically the cartoon thing where he sees Sho as a big, succulent cut I of do beef. I want to say his actual line here, because it's just very funny to me. Uh, uh-huh. Literally, he says, like, Sho Senpai... Uh, your your cheeks look so tender. And it's like, oh, are you going yeah. to eat Sho's tender cheeks? Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn, Sho, I'm craving your McNuggies right about now. <laughs> uh, and, and then Sho also says he heard a weird rumor that someone's been locking themselves in the room all week, but it's probably no one important. Did, I'm, like, starting to feel really fucking bad yeah, for Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like, I'd become the Joker, too. Yeah, this sucks. Don't get ignored by your bros. Um, but yeah, uh, Misawa ends up finishing his deck after a long week of, of calculation and math and whatever the hell you do to make a good Yu-Gi-Oh deck. The, uh, the concept uh, of a mathematically like, perfect Yu-Gi-Oh deck is still very funny to me. Yeah, I, who knows what the fuck this guy's on about. Yeah. And again, I'm just now realizing that this is just British Kaiba in the dub, right. so I really could not be taking him seriously if I was watching the dub. Okay, in general, these episodes asked us to take a lot of very funny things very seriously. <laughs> And uh, I think I would have absolutely lost it had uh, yeah had I heard British Kaiba delivering Bit. these lines. Cool, blimey, Governor. Okay, I've just been feeling quite inadequate lately. That's okay. Now I have to tell you what happens next because once he's figured out the perfect deck, it's it's a dark and stormy night, and he holds mm-hmm. up the cards and says, "It's alive! It's alive! Oh, God, the perfect off. deck." Is it though? Okay, I I have no sympathy. I have no sympathy for like, him but anymore. Is it also, is it though? <laughs> like for real? Is it actually alive any more than any of these decks are alive? Well, yes, because they have card spirits in them. Well, that's Take what that, I meant. Audrey. Like any more than usual. Oh, okay, right? oh, okay. Like, they, yeah, yeah. Damn. I mean, but but Misawa can't see card spirits, so it's like he doesn't even know. He doesn't get it. <laughs> Which is very funny later on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that fucking scene. Uh, he sees a a dark, shadowy figure moving in his room. Is this Edo's card spirit that he's like watching him with? I assume so. Uh, I yeah, think I, it's, I didn't. I think it's like um, get a good look. I think it's Doom. I think it's uh, Doom guy. It's yeah. It, it's like one of Edo's like card spirits that like he's, which is honestly kind of cool that like Edo can presumably see through his card spirit like that. I that's a little detail yeah. I quite like. Huh. I hadn't thought about um, it when watching, but I guess that's what happened. Because, yeah, because we've seen Edo like yeah. use his card spirit as a proxy sure it's a before. Doom guy who's like the brick shit house one. Yeah, Doom, Doom yeah. guy's big fucker. Because he's um, just just a large guy at the window. Doom guy's the one that looks he's like Cliff. Doom guy. That's how you know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he he walks out and he runs into Edo, and he tells Edo he's like, "Whatever you're gonna say, I don't want to fucking hear it. I'm off to challenge Sayo." And Edo just kind of like, all right, bro, good luck with that. Uh, he he bursts into the white dorm. He rolls up 
Uh, everyone's everyone's for some reason in the lobby. It's probably like ten at night and no one's in their rooms, which is very silly. But he he walks in and he demands to challenge Sayo, and everyone is just like fucking laughing at him. Mm-hmm. Misawa's like, I am I am I am Raw Yellow's lead player. I deserve to challenge Sayo, and everyone's just laughing him off. And Manjame is there taunting him, saying like, We have so many yellows. Like we've been taking students in order of excellence. Like what does that make you, buddy? Men men get nagged. Very very fucking rude. Yeah. Get nagged, dude. Uh, Sayo does show up, and Misawa challenges him. And Sayo's like, "Oh, my my deck is undergoing fine tuning right now. Why don't you duel Manjame instead? He's a match for my power, which is a very nice thing to say to my yeah." And Manjame's boy. like, yeah. "Oh, Mr. Sayo, you shouldn't have." <laughs> Thank you, Senpai. I think like it's a little bit different in the dub. Basically, mm-hmm. like Chaz is the one sort of like leading this whole like thing, making fun of him. So Sartorius decides that he's the best like pick for this. Like duel. Mm. Uh, uh. Okay, yeah. Regardless, though, it's like you know, Mondre's going to be his opponent because we can't yeah. have Sai or we can't have Misawa dueling the the main bad guy right now. Mm. Um. Uh. But we're gonna we're, we're at the duel. We cut to the duel arena. Uh. Uh. At the s- yeah, at the start. Uh. Uh. Before we actually start dueling, we see the Ojamas, mm-hmm. and they decide. They could cheer for their for Chaz, but they should cheer for Bastion because if Bastion wins, maybe Chaz will become his old self again. Yeah, it's the same thing here. Oh, we didn't really mention. Um, they established the stakes. Obviously, Misawa is like, if I beat you, you have to leave the island. Uh, and Sayo's like, okay, you know what happens if you lose? The same thing has happened to literally everyone else who's, yeah, who's fought a society like Yeah, like, yeah, I got it. But, We're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. But it's interesting that like. Sayo, like, literally says, okay, if you can beat Manjame, like, I'll leave the island. Like, Sayaglite over. So, like, the stakes are really high right now, and mm-hmm. that I really like, because it plays into something later on that, like, kind of hits really, really hard. Um, but regardless, yeah, the Ujamas are rooting for uh, Misawa because their bro's the Joker, and we can't be having that. Mm-hmm. Uh, duel begins. Uh, my first note here is Sigma Balls. Oh, my, my first... Uh, no, is a uh, new kind of mail just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> there's a Sigma mail, but now there's a Sigma positive Sigma mail. plus, yeah. Sigma mm-hmm. plus mail. So even even more testosterone, I assume. Yeah. Uh, th- unfortunately, I can't be rooting for the Sigma mail here because Misao or uh, Manjme, for some reason, decided to say, hey, my deck is going to be Metal Bugs this time. And I say, yeah. oh. I want you to win every duel forever now. I you love you so much. You must have had a great yeah. time with these episodes, Max. Oh, yeah. My, my notes are already in all caps by now. Yeah. Lots of... He's got, like, these B-trons and beetles and metal mm-hmm. bugs. Uh, the, the, the sort of archetype is called the B-trons. And there's B-tron 1, beetle top, B-tron um, 2, beetle turbo. I think you mean turbo. B-tron 2. B- I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. This was 2007. So it's actually B-tron 2, electric boogaloo. That's right, yeah. The the Pagel 2 craze hadn't quite hit the nation at this the electric, point in time. They like they make a they make that electric boogaloo joke and I Oh I remember that being fucking really great. Yeah, it, Shut the fuck up. Awesome. I remember that being kind of a thing in the two thousands. Like Yeah, but even then that reference was like decades old by then, right? I mean kinda. I just remember like a lot of the time a lot of like internet humor stuff was like was like calling to like elect 
something to Electric yeah. Boogaloo. It was yeah, well, really big. Breaking to Electric until... Boogaloo came out in 1984, so this is a 20 okay, year old. Okay, but until reference. Piggle happened, that was the only thing people could say for two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it it, it really is one or the other, and you can't just say two normally because come on, you don't have that self control. No one does. Uh. But yeah, Manjabi's whole thing in this duel is like he has this continuous spell that lets him summon. Uh, they're they're called union monsters, and I think I guess they're the same kind of type as like the X Y Z dragon cannon. Uh, just who the fuck is honking my parking lot? Um, they combine. They're bugs that stack on top of each other. It fucking rules. Manjabi ends up combining Sigma Plus, and he 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 discards Omega Minus. To, to summon a new type of man, linear magnum, positive negative. I don't know how to say that part. But, you know, it's, 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 it's fucking magnets. How do they work? A lot of shit happens in this duel. Uh, at some point, I believe uh, Chaz or Bastion, one of them uses Pot of they Greed. Sure do. So, yeah. Real quick. Yeah, Manjame plays Pot of Greed at this moment. Mm-hmm. It is now time for the Shot of Greed. All right. What do we got, gamers? Um, I have so much alcohol left over from my birthday party. I can't fucking yeah, imagine. So, uh, I am having a rum and soda, and it's actually really good. It's just mm, it's it's Kraken, yeah. which is my favorite dark rum. Kraken's and pretty then you good, just put honestly. Some soda in, so you get all that like good vanilla flavor, but it doesn't taste like heavy alcohol. It's good. Nice. What a concept. Uh, I, what you got, Dan? I've got. Uh, I've had this on the podcast before, but I couldn't remember the name. Looked it up beforehand. I'm having uh, Don Ed Hardy Sangria. Yeah. Uh, mm. I've had it before. It's it's got a really nice flavor to it. Very sweet. Uh, it, I mainly got it because I had it before and it was good, and also because I was on relatively short notice and it was the only chilled sangria in the liquor store. Mmm. You don't practice sangria. You don't got no crystal sigma balls. You don't got no sigma yeah. balls. <laughs> yeah, this is I'm good. drinking water because we have to do three of these things and I have to drive to get Chinese food after this recording. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, so uh, I have taken a sip, babes. <clears throat> Chaz summons the Ojamas, and they're real mm-hmm. sad because they don't want to fight. Yeah, I like that the idea that they're floating, spectating, and then get yeah. slurped into the deck when they actually like get summoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, it fucking rules, and they get summoned only to be discarded as part of Oja magic. Yeah, they're yeah. literally like, "Wait, we're already I- being discarded." Ani! Yeah. And then they get cut off as they try to say Aniki. <laughs> yeah. In my notes here, I have I have these two lines in in a conjunction with each other. Uh, they don't want to fight Frown, Frown Emoticon, and they get sacrificed, Frown Emoticon. Yeah, they get turned into fucking ammunition <laughs> because Misawa's able to use them. He, he plays the third beatron spider base, which, which forms with the other two to form Assault Cannon Beetle, and then he just fucking loads the Ojamas up into the cannon of the Beetle to tribute them as ammo. Yeah, they get, like, fired out of a cannon. 
at at Bastion. It's great. We get three individual shots of them striking his body. This is so sad. Uh, what if you what, what if you could use minions as ammo? That'd be fucked up. Oh, I I can imagine that actually. Like, Gru pulling out like this big bazooka, but it fires on a minion. I mean, hey, you got 899 shots that bad boy. You don't need to make him count. You got numbers on your side. Uh, so, uh, next, uh, we get a shot of Jaden and the boys making fish. Uh, mm, they're, like, doing well for themselves here. Like, this is, like, a legit uh, sort of, like, I mean, fish Toronto's doing well on. for all of them. Yeah, honestly, because you look, look at Judai and show and tell me that either of them knows how to make more than microwave ramen. Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's got this real nice, like, stuff going around. There is kind of a joke in the dub about him specifically trying to figure out what stuff to do with gut, with the guts. Uh, oh, interesting. We don't, that, that, like, almost feels like a sub thing that we don't get. Huh. Uh, let's see. So, like, AP shows up and he said, and he tells them, he asks, why are you here? And why aren't you going to root for Bastion? Uh, yeah, like, they don't even know that Misawa's dueling right now. Yeah. They're they're so busy with their fish, they didn't, they forgot about their bro. Judai's like, they just wanted to fish, for God's sake. Yeah, but Judai's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Judai's like, mm, this yeah, doesn't Sayo feel good. Like, I think Sayo... I may be fucked up. <laughs> yeah. School being taken over, tarot cards, Destiny Society alike. I just want to fish, for God's sake. Uh, back at the duel, Misawa... Uh, is told by Manjume, the difference between us is like three and ten thousand. That's a difference of nine thousand nine hundred ninety-seven. <laughs> I like that he uh, very much likes to quantify. And hey, you know what? That's over nine thousand. Gotta hand it to him. I think he's right right now. Yeah. Um, Misawa tributes Linear Magnum to summon a new magnet boy called A Tom. This looks just like a transformer. Yeah. Uh, is this a what's the purple one, Audrey? Is yeah. that Shockwave? Big titty one. Yeah, this, eye this gives me big shockwave guy, vibes. That's shockwave. Yes. Yeah, th- th- this fool gives me shockwave vibes in a major way. M- mostly because he's like purple and like a little bit like. Yeah, that actually would be really funny for uh, Misawa in the dub since shockwave generally sounds like this. Oh, he's he he's like yeah. British in a way. Very fucking. <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised. Um. But Asuka's like, oh, Misawa, he, she, she's, like, watching this happen with Sayo, right? And she's in the stands, and she kind of says, um, she, she's like, he, he played Atom, but he didn't attack uh, Armored Cannibal. He, he hit uh, Manjume directly. Like, he's not going to be able to win now, right? And Sayo's like, no, actually, actually, Asuka, he did it because he will win next turn, because he set a counter card, so no matter what happens, he'll be able to, to beat Manjume here. Um, and... This, like, next part is kind of dire, right? Because we keep on cutting back and forth of, like, Edo explaining to Judai and Sho and Kenzon in past tense as they're currently, like, running towards the duel. Essentially that, like, Misawa doesn't really... We kind of learn this whole deal here, right? It's not that he's the best. It's that he wants to be praised for being the best, like, his whole deal is that he's not getting enough praise and not getting enough recognition. And, like, he, he, it's just kind of simple elitism deep down, which is, like, kind of a really cool thing. Because that's, like, it, it, it's treated as, like, a flaw in his character, right? But, like, 
at the same time, it's such an integral part of him that, like, it's... I'm kind of impressed at, like, how GX yeah, handles is, all this, Yeah, it is, you know? like, remarkably, like, nuanced for Yu-Gi-Oh! in general, yeah. and especially... For a fucking GX. card game show! Especially given, like, the immediate lack of nuance we get in the next episode. This was, like... <laughs> yeah, okay, like, here is a character... I, again, it is, like... It is like a thing that in Duel Monsters suddenly given, like, Honda depth, and that, like, him being shitty was actually a core part of his character development the entire time. You're, so you're just talking about Sylvain from Fire Emblem Three Houses. I, I guess so. T- sure. t- take my word for it. <laughs> um, sure. But, like, he kind of realizes, uh, Misawa does, that, like, yeah, he can win here, but if he wins he won't ever be accepted by the society of life. Yeah. He won't get that widespread acceptance that he craves, that he needs. More importantly, so, he would right be banishing, as, like, the one person that he really wants to acknowledge him right now. Yeah. Um, and and Edo talking to Judai basically says he knows, like, Sayo, it's not that Sayo ignored Misawa because he wasn't valuable. Like, it's because Sayo knew that Misawa was so good that ignoring him would cause this complex to come up nagged. with him. Men that he could get like, nagged. He got nagged. He got fucking played. Yeah. He, he was read like a book. So when Judai finally arrives into the duel just in time to see Misawa doesn't flip his counter card and Manjame defeats him and he loses the duel. Yeah. He's white now. Yeah, what like fuck? this this like white blazer like falls from the sky and like lands on his shoulder. It looks kind of sick looks though, really honestly. He looks kind of bad he, with I'm it. I'm not going to lie, it does look really good here. And he just like it's so interesting because again, like this shows like the pervasive nature of cults as well, where mm-hmm. Misawa was so desperate for both acknowledgement, but like I think part of it also was like belonging that he had felt like almost othered by by yeah. Judai and Sho, and he's like, you know, and he's like, I want, I don't want to just be acknowledged. I want like a community as well. Um, yeah, and. And he, like, makes eye contact with Judai, who's like, no, why did you do this? And he's just like, yeah, I'm cool now, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he just looks down on him, like, figuratively and literally, because he's on top of the stage it's right now. It's good. It's actually, like, again, one of the more, like, well-written episodes and, like, well-written... Yeah, I know! Like, culmination of a character arc. Like, to see this actually go somewhere was, like, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking GX is pretty damn good, pretty good. it seems. Also, uh, when he, like, gives up, we, we, he's got, like, this hallucination of of him, like, entering this, like, chamber full of, like, uh, oh, yeah. women from, uh, from uh, white, he imagines the end from of, the Society of Life. He imagines the end of Evangelion. Everyone is clapping and saying congratulations. He literally, he literally imagines where the white women at. Yeah. Uh... Uh, and the final sort of shot is like after the duel, uh, Asuka and Manjame are walking out of the arena, and Asuka's like, "Hey, Manjame, how come you have those dog shit piss ass cards in your deck?" And he's like, "Oh shit, you're right." And he throws the Ojamas to the wind. Yeah. blasting off again. They're, they're like crying. <laughs> uh, my note: I have three things written at the end of my notes for this episode. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> No! Jesse Pinkman screaming dot PNG. <laughs> That's so fucking sad. Anyway, they're gone forever. He's supposed to be the they're gone forever. Boy. 
they're gone forever. They fucking died and went to hell. This is so sad. Not my Ojamas. Not, not my special like this. boys. <sighs> not like this. That's episode. <laughs> yeah. So sad. Yeah. Uh, how about, though, we cheer ourselves up by talking about some videos games? Oh, shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been so long since I've done this show that... <laughs> It's been so goddamn it's long. It's been a long time since we did a, a proper Queen's of Games. Yeah, because the last two episodes we skipped it because we were just so yeah. fucking busy with everything else content-wise. But now, I think we have some time for Queens of Games. Nope. To get our game on. That's the one. Oh, I'll go first. Um, uh, so lately, the big thing I've been playing is a little uh, video game for the PlayStation 4 called Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I definitely talked about this when the game first came out last year, in the spring, I think, in March. Um, but recently, they have released the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, uh, which contains uh, an expansion to an, uh, Iki Island, which is a small island off the coast of Tsushima Island. Um and the director's cut itself adds in a lot of quality of life changes. You can, like, replay forts and duels and stuff. But the main thing is, like, the Iki Island expansion, which is just a small area where, like, there's another Mongol leader who's, like, leading a force there who's, like, this kind of, like, shaman uh, hallucination. Like, you get there, she gets captured, and she gives you this poison. So, like, the whole expansion is, like, you sort of hallucinating and, like, facing your de- inner demons. Um, and it's interesting in that the expansion kind of focuses on Jin as like it, it the main character's name is Jin Sakai right uh and in the main game you didn't really get a lot of character development for him specifically it was more all the characters around him so it was nice that the expansion focuses on him as a character and the whole thing is like you kind of exploring and coming to terms with your father's death and like realizing oh my father wasn't really that good of a person so a lot of it's like you kind of making amends with the people that your father you know invaded their island and like kind of took over the island as part of your clan so it's like you kind of coming to terms with that and like making good on all that and helping them drive out the mongols like it's like sort of common enemy uh it's really nice a lot of fun i'm playing new game plus in that as well which is like play the game again but you get a lot of cool new like cosmetics and 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 skills and it is just it honestly i think it's my favorite open world game it is just this beautiful game art style is gorgeous really it's like feudal Japanese aesthetic. It takes place in like like the 1200s, I think. So you just, it's all samurai shit. You get archery, you got sword fights, you can ride on your horse. One of the only five horses I respect is my horse from Ghost of Tsushima. Um, <laughs> that's what I've been doing, just having a good time. It, it, it's Foon Psyche, it's Nobu from Ghost of Tsushima, it's Mudsdale from Pokemon, it's Snowball, my horse from Red Dead, and it's, oh, what's the fifth one? Uh... Oh, uh, Prozac, my horse from Breath of the Wild. Prozac? Oh. Those are the five. Yeah, my, I named my horse Prozac, whatever. Nothing. That's a good name. Nothing of it. It was a, a teal horse. Uh, yeah. and, and, and that's game. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's been a couple weeks since the last time we talked about our games. It's been a while. And there's been a lot of things I've been playing. I've been playing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, stuff that means a lot to me. Stuff I've really enjoyed. But none of that fucking matters because I am the Joker and I am a twisted fucking psychonaut too. Yeah, I knew you were going to do it. Is it good? Mm. I haven't played it yet. It's really good. I've heard it's like it's amazing. I've heard it's like game of the year contender for a lot of people. 
Oh, absolutely. It it plays really well. It's very well written, very stylish. Like, I think Psychonauts 1 has, like, a lot of cool things going on in terms of, like, style and, uh, and, like, concepts and, and writing and stuff, but I think the, uh, gameplay is a little outdated and janky. Psychonauts 2 massively improves on the gameplay. The combat feels fun and snappy. It's... I will say it is surprisingly difficult combat. They have features in place to make it more playable, but you gotta you gotta learn how to use your whole arsenal. Uh, but it's really good. Um, last night I uh, went into a mental the mental world of a guy who was like a brain in a jar for twenty years, and like when you first go in, he's like dealing with like sensory deprivation, and then like when you go back, you put him in. Uh, you put him in a body, and he, he starts, like, he has, like, sensory overload, so the level is, like, this big, like, psychedelic, like, uh, vision quest. It's, like, it's a sort of, like, Woodstock parody. It's very colorful. It's got, like, all these, like, weird, like, like, weird psychedelic visuals, like, things bending in weird ways that shouldn't be possible. It's so cool. Uh, it had, like, a musical sequence. It was, like, it had some sad stuff. It had some good stuff. There's a lot of emotion in this one. I fucking love this game. Uh, and I am definitely going to play more. Hell yeah. Cycle knot. I look forward to playing it. What you got put up, Audrey? Um, so, because I haven't been on for a couple weeks, I actually haven't talked about it, but I've been replaying Bastion. Um... Oh, oh, yeah. Good fucking game. Hey, the guy from Yu-Gi-Oh! That's, that's the one. Um, so, you know, I've spent <laughs> so much time over this last year playing Hades. <laughs> so much goddamn time playing Hades. Hades. Shut up. Uh, playing Hades. That um, I was like, fuck me. Like, Supergiant makes really good games. And I've kind of mm-hmm. gotten burned out on Hades now because I've been playing it so much. Um, mm-hmm. And I basically beat it. There's, like, a few collectibles I've left to get if I want them, but... Um, but I was like, I'm gonna go back to the beginning, and I'm gonna play Bastion again. Pretty good game! Game kind of whips. I haven't touched it in five years. The last time I played it was November 2016. So, um... It was, like, it felt, like, very fresh going back to it. And, uh... Yeah, it's a fun fucking game. It's, like... It's not procedurally generated, but it kind of feels like it is, um, because the world's each level uh, gets built as you get, go through it. Um, you have no control over how it gets built, but um, and basically, you fucked up. You abs- accidentally you play as a character called Ven, and you who accidentally, if you haven't played Bastion. Um, was forced to trigger something called the Calamity, which was supposed to be a funny genocide for um, a group of people called the Ura, um, except it backfired on Caledonia, the country that was trying to do it, and it just destroyed everything. Uh, so now he is trying to build, rebuild the entire world, and especially make amends with the Ura survivors that he comes across. Uh, by building up this bastion, uh, which is sort of the last secure place. Uh, it's a cool game. Music's really good. 
game's good as hell. Yeah. Darren Corb fucking knocked out yeah. of the park. Need to do a slappers on that one. Oh my god, honestly. I still listen to Build That Wall. Build That like, Wall is basis. like heartbreaking. It's it's All incredible. Yeah. All oh my god, time. yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's gaming. That's gaming. That's gaming. Uh before we go back to the second episode, in the middle we like to thank our ten dollar patrons. Patreon.com slash pot of greed. So a nice thank Our you to Boo Boo Hakusho, Patron Cafe. Thank you to Boo Boo Hakusho, Jazz Dumpster, Nero Wyvern, Sarfis, and Eruviru. Uh, Di Molto Grazie. I don't think that's what that means, but thank you anyway. <laughs> uh, and now, let's talk about something fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's fucking get into this. This Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Episode 83, Hellkaiser Rio versus Master Sama Jima. That doesn't even begin to touch on what it actually goes into, but no. that's the title and the sub. Episode 31, Schooling the Master. Uh, okay. We open with Cyrus at the White House, you know, where Zane and Alexis would always hang out in season one, and he's thinking about his brother. Specifically, he's thinking uh, he's about how his brother has turned into a twisted psychopath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You hate to see yeah, it. Yeah, like, Jaden's inviting him to come over to watch Zane duel on TV. Uh, uh, Cyrus feels, like, bad, because, like, Zane, Zane's evil, and Jaden says, well, maybe it's an act. Like, when a wrestler makes a heel turn. Uh, I, I was curious if this joke was also in, like, the sub, the sub version, because I mean, you know wrestlers, heel turns, yeah. all that. Yeah, it, it's not a joke. It's more Judai saying like, "Well, maybe this is all part of his plan. Like, maybe he's doing this as an act, and and there's it's, something deeper going on here. So we might as well watch him to see. Yeah, and it's, what's it's up also with him. not so much him. I, they don't use the term heel turn, but uh, no. it, it, who, the person who does say that is actually the announcer at the match that we see. Oh that, fuck that yeah! Goes on where he's basically like. And again, they don't use the term heel turn, but literally no, no. The, the the note I have for it is, what a face heel turn, uh, because the announcer's like, <laughs> what could explain this change in Kaiser Rio's behavior? Yeah, he's like basically a fucking murderer now. Yeah, I mean, like, he did Like, the announcers say, at this rate, he'll be sending the other duelists to the hospital. He did, like, he did kill up. a man in the BDSM club. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did do that. Like, <laughs> like... It's in the Kaibadone. Xenomania is running wild. And he, like, beats this guy. Xenomania. And straight up, the announcer says, Oh no, this guy's going to need medical attention. Uh, I mean, that's just how yeah, things happen like, in the Kaibadome. <laughs> it's not. It, is there any duel involving Kaiba, even peripherally, that doesn't end with at least one mm-hmm. person in the hospital? It, it's, it's full contact dueling. Uh-huh. Uh, like. And, like, Zane dramatically walks away, and, and like, the announcer says it's a sad day for the sport of professional dueling. Yeah, this is this is the point where, in the sub, he's like, what could explain this change from, like, heroic behavior to just absolute dickery? Hard to call. What could have happened to make, what could have happened to make Ryu become a twisted fucking Psychonauts too? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, after the match, he's in, like, the limo with uh, his manager, Monkey. 
remember yeah. that his manager's name is fucking Monkey yeah, Saruyama? Monkey Mountain. Right. Um, Monkey, Monkey Mountain. Uh, his manager tells him, he's like, oh, your success is all due to me. You know, you should be thanking me for all this. And Ryo's like, hmm, I've decided I don't need you anymore. And just fucking stops the car and shoves him out yeah. of it. I, what he, that's what he like, says. Like, I do want to point out. I do want to point out, like, when Zane gets into the limo, uh, uh, Shroud tells him that that boy won't walk for months. Jesus Christ. Uh, this is the only terrible. way I can get off these days. <laughs> Other people's pain is my pleasure. Yeah. Woo. Uh, uh, so in, in the car, he reads a note saying, he's like, you know where to meet me. We don't know who sends the note. It's just this this sort of ominous note, and like there's a plane flying overhead, and he ends up taking a plane to the Himalayas. Yeah, to a secret Tibetan or ne- Nepalese mountain. Hard to go. He goes to Temple. he goes to wherever uh, the first new Tomb Raider game takes place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. This threw me off. Yeah, it threw uh, everyone uh, off because it's insane. Weird. This is an insane thing to put in a show about <laughs> card games. And this is so fucking. <laughs> oh my! When God. he walks into this uh, uh, Tibetan mon- Tibetan monastery, in there, uh, from top to bottom, there is a tapestry depicting uh, his main card. And mm-hmm. below that and dragon. is, yep, uh, Cyber and Dragon. And below that is Commander Shepard in uh, what can only be described as kung fu robes. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a sort of monk's outfit. Yeah, he's in a monk's outfit. Uh, this is where he's been all this time. This is fucking ridiculous. He's a Shaolin monk, except with cards. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, he's not a he, he's not a Shaolin monk. He's a fucking like cyber he's, art dojo yeah, okay. leader. So, <laughs> so hey, we get. You want to hear some fucked up lore? Because <laughs> we get, <laughs> we get some lore. So Rio walks in and he looks at Samajima and he's like, "It's been a while, Principal, or should I say, Shisha, Master." Master. It's like yeah. what. <laughs> Yeah, and and like they just get right into it. They're like, "We didn't come here to gossip." Like they just begin yeah, the duel right yeah, there. Yeah, Rio's like, "Yeah, I didn't come here to catch up." And Sabaji was like, "No, you did not duel." Carly Rae, Carly Rae Jepsen voice. I didn't just come here to dance. Yeah. Um, they begin the duel. Of I'm course, Rio out the gate does his future fusion stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he does his future fusion and gets Cyber and Dragon on the field. Um. And, and, like, throughout the duel, uh, is like, giving lore dumps, and he says that Cyber End Dragon is the ultimate card of this cyber, cyber? art dojo that we bestow upon those cyber who master it. Cyber style dojo. What does that mean? When, what is anyone, what is anyone saying in these episodes? What? What does any of this mean? This, it, the idea that, like, there's fucking dojos to learn, like, duel styles in this world is, like, the greatest oh. bit of world building I never knew I needed. I mean, yeah, this... This episode just becomes a fucking martial arts movie, and it's incredible. Uh, there's, yeah. So Okay, so, what are the lore dumps? So, apparently, Ryo spent some of his childhood in the Shaolin Cyber Dojo learning from Sami Jima. And there's, like, this scene of all these kids drawing cards, like, over yeah. and over again. Yeah. 
It's like training he, at the dojo. It, it's fucking regal. He says he literally shed blood, sweat, and tears to get this card. Yeah. You shouldn't be why, bleeding, why, dude. Why? Why is there a card-based martial art? Why does this exist? I mean, we can only assume that Kaiba throwing blue eyes and, like, blocking gun okay. hammers is also I a card-based martial but, art. But, like... To me, that's sort of like, you know, jazz for self, for self-defense or whatever the Simpsons bit is. Um, mm-hmm. But that is like, that is like how to use cards as weapons in general, not as opposed to how to use this specific sure. deck using this specific yeah. card sure, as a yeah. martial arts style. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like. Rio says that he came here to earn the yang to Cyber and Dragon's yin. Uh, and Samajima's like, it's a dangerous deck that goes against our teachings. It was sealed away like, for a it's reason. It's a tyrannical but deck. What the fuck are you saying? He says what. This is so fucking stupid. He says when Zane was nine years old, he, was the, he became the one and only heir to the Cyber legacy. Jesus. <laughs> That was when my parents had to go on the internet <laughs> for the first time. That was yeah. That was me on Live Psycho Journal. Legacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they're dueling. Samajia, Samajima uh, plays his card Shadow Gardener, which mimics one of Ryo's monsters, uh, which is the only monster, Cyber and Dragon. And Ryo plays Defusion, so it ends up mimicking just one Cyber Dragon. Well, uh, Ryo wait, destroys can it, I, but before can, I, I want to talk her about this <laughs> because so yeah, Ryo does this, destroy it because it can only mimic one card. Um, and he has three of them. Mm-hmm. So he says, he's like, you know, um, you can't defend against two of these things. And Samajima almost word for word says, fuck around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> because he, he, he eventually uh, flips his card called Byroad Sacrifice. And he summons a card called Cyber... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cyber's hard to say. He summons a card called Cyber Ogre. Yep. Uh, this thing kind of fucking... It's cool. I it's love it. It's a like big metal it. buff, dude. Yeah. Uh, it, and it was able to, like, raise his attack points by the attacker. So, of course, it gets, like, Cyber, Eng- or Cyber Dragon's 2100 attack. Pretty beefed up. Um, Samajima's, like, t- telling Ryo, he wants you to rem- remember who you are. Remember who you used to be. You know, this whole duel, he's really trying to kind of, like, attempt to snap Ryo out of his Joker phase. Yeah, this is this is the point where he's like, so "Oh God, Rio, they put bugs in you." They put bugs in you. Yeah. Uh, and then we drink. Cyber dragon, cyber dragon, cyber dragon, cyber dragon. And then we, we get a lot of different. We get we get boys, two shots we? of greed. Like back to back. Yeah, essentially. Back Woo! to back to back. Yeah. Take, Take a, a sip, spades. Sip. It's time to. <laughs> Um, and we, so, so after the, the, the pots of greed are played, whatever, they play cards, who gives a shit? Um, Samajima, we get a really, really cool moment where essentially 
it walks Sami Jimmy through the entire his entire thought process in the duel. It, like we kind of see how far ahead he's thinking. We kind of see his contingency for everything Rio can do. He's like, well, I know he's gonna you know want to get his Cyber End Dragon back, so I'll do this and that and this. And it's like really, I I, I love when the show kind of makes concessions to like actual dueling strategy. So it's like very cool to see them really put the thought into like how a pro duelist, albeit a fictional duelist, but still this like master duelist, like how he thinks it's like, Oh, okay. I kind of like that. There's strategy going on here. I appreciate it. It reminds me when I play Pokemon. So, um, sorry. Uh, the wine is getting to me. So, uh, <laughs> I think like, to be honest, I didn't really take a lot of notes it's a on duel. the duel itself just because what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, this is all nonsense. Yeah. So, whatever. It's fine. Uh, uh, at the end of the of the duel, um, Samijima has summoned Cyber Dragon onto mm-hmm. his side of the field using, mm-hmm. uh, using Ryo's cards. And Ryo's like, fuck you, I'm gonna do the same thing, and I'm gonna summon Cyber Ogre too. Using your fucking cards. Um, yeah, th- the big thing here is that he didn't resummon Cyber End Dragon, and like that's what Samanji was making Humming doing. So this is like kind of yeah. Ryo saying, "No, I'm turning my back on Cyber End Dragon. Like I'm closing my heart there, to it." And Samanji was like, "No, Ryo, you can't." There's there's some specific lines here that seem to imply that like Zane is in contact with the dual spirit of Cyber yeah, End Dragon. Yeah. And he is specifically, mm-hmm. he feels its pain, and he doesn't care, and he's abandoning I it. I don't yeah. respect it. He doesn't respect it. Oh. Yeah. It's um, so good. He just wants to surpass it to achieve true victory. He does get this really raw line where, like, once he summons Cyber Ogre too, he says, there are some things you can only see by becoming an ogre. And, Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, Go and, off, and king. And Samijima realizes, oh, he's not going to try to summon Cyber and Dragon. He's going to just destroy it. And he's like, what are you doing? This is like your best card. This is like your partner that you put all your faith in. And basically, Ryo recreates the somebody that I used to know music video. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) Cyber End Dragon. As as Cyber Ogre has an ability, it has um, uh, 2,600 attack points. And it also has an ability that allows it to Mm. add half of the enemy's attack points to its attack points, so that ends up with 4,600 attack points to Cyber End Dragons, 4,000. Um, and there's this, like, really, like, brutal, like, kaiju scene, basically, mm-hmm. of, of uh, Cyber Ogre 2 attacking Cyber End Dragon, and, like, Cyber End Dragon going up in flames, and, like, as this is happening, Ryo walks right up to Samejima, and... Samejima plus Cyber and Dragon are like, but you didn't have to cut me off. (laughs) And uh, that's how he wins. Yeah, he wins and like the tapestry is blown off the wall and like Samejima collapses on his hands and knees and and, and Ryo walks up and he grabs the, it's like this like sort of container and it contains the Cyber Arts reverse deck, which is already very, very cool of an idea very tantalizing i like that a lot we're rotating it in our minds and and he's like anyway bye bitch and before he can leave 
uh, Samejima's like, wait, no! One last thing before you go. It's like, uh, how many times do I need to teach you this lesson, old man? He's like... But then he just gives him the logo like, of the show. I'm organizing a tournament. Which is like, hey, this is Yu-Gi-Oh! And we haven't had a tournament <laughs> arc yet? That's insane! Yeah. I know! That's insane! Hey, this is what I said. I said the season was going to end in a tournament arc. I think we might be getting yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's like, this is this is the world duel tournament. Uh, that medal is your right to participate. And and essentially, Samajima's thought process here is like, well, if I make him duel against his brother and against Judai, like, maybe they'll be able to snap him out of all this. Doesn't, and this is teach him some fucking respect. Doesn't the medallion have, like, GX on it? Yeah, the medallion says GX, so it's just the logo of the show. <laughs> I hate this stupid show. I love it. Yeah, it fucking rules. Uh... And and then lastly, like as Rio leaves the dojo, uh, we just get a little sad, very very sad shot of Show in the cafeteria, just reading this magazine about his brother becoming kind of the a Joker sad again, sack and here. he's like, "Oh, oh, brother, this is so sad." Mm-hmm. That's episode. Yeah. Uh, kind of a batshit one, huh? Yeah. We have so many questions. Uh, I mean, yeah. We've also got a lot of questions sent to us by listeners. That, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. I can I can uh, get the uh, right. the millennium. I have the millennium bag ones open. If you someone wants to get Twitter. Yeah, I got it. Okay, yeah, I'm pulling that up right now. Oh, you got yep. it, Dan. Uh, buff lady appreciator at Sam Hammer ninety nine asks, if you were in an old kung fu movie, what would you want it to be called? The more over the top and ridiculous, the better. This is one we would have... This would have worked if we had Sarah on. I don't really know kung fu movies. I know them from a distance, like I enjoy Sleeping Dogs. I've watched a handful of kung fu movies. But I don't know enough to say. Hmm. Hmm. I have a pretty silly one. Yeah? Mm -hmm. My over-the-top kung fu movie name would be 1,798 Banana Yellow Fists. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. Wouldn't you know that's as many fists as all the minions yeah. have? Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I know. One of my my favorite like cheesy movies of all time is Ninja Terminator. So I'm gonna go with uh, Ninja Alligator. Uh, th- oh, that's good. I think mine would be like Hand of Sappho. Oh, that's pretty fucking good. Look at us. We're making the pot agreed cinematic Hand of universe. Sappho. I'm going to go with that. I think that's pretty solid. That That's good. An extended scene where before I go into a fight, I take off all of my acrylic nails. <laughs> oh, tremendous. All right. Uh, Discord yeah, questions? Yeah, I got him. Okay. Um, I mean, the first technical... <laughs> Technically, the first question is, when did a not in response from Sam Hammer, um, in response to Dan saying, listeners, I'll be blunt, these episodes get batshit. Um, and mm-hmm. That's you, yo, it's baby. It's true, they, they are always batshit. Um, the first real question is from Hornmeister, which is, what can you tell us about Ojama husbandry? Uh, they, they don't mate. They're like a like a coral. Mm-hmm. They they spread their they they spread polyps, 
uh, which then sprout into Ojamas in the process okay, of the Okay, I hate that there. mental image. That's great. Would you rather imagine them fucking Achi? I mean, maybe. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. Who could possibly um, say? Cool. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> the second <laughs> question to, for real service. from Sam uh, is... Uh, do you endorse Ojama hunting as shown on Harpy's Hunting Ground? Uh, no, it's unethical. I would never kill one of God's creatures. I think that harpies are wild animals, and if they gotta eat Ojamas, they gotta eat Ojamas. Good God, it is thundering out. Hope that... Yeah, oh, it was... It, we got a storm yeah. earlier. I know it's not the same because you're far away, but like... Storm buddies. Storm buddies. Drift compatibility. Oh, yeah. Why are all these fucking upsetting Ojama questions? What's the deal? What? Uh, <laughs> from uh, Uomento Hiwo from Nero, uh, what is the texture of Ojama meat? It is white or red? And then, just separate from that, Ojama milk? You people um, are sick. I think Ojama's sick like pork. It's It can be like red, or like veal, somewhere between like red and white. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pairs great with a rosé. I rose think they're egg. like a jelly on the end. They're like a jelly on the inside. It's like you ever like cut a jelly bean in half and how it's just kind of like clear white on the inside. Gross. It's like that. I don't think Ojamas give milk because they don't. Because they're coral. I, they're not. Yeah, they're not mammals. They're coral, exactly. Oh, cra- they don't but have you know mammals. They're if not you mammals. Grind them up real fine. You can get them like oat milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, Fucking. I'm upset. <laughs> uh. From uh, Stephen Morse Malone, um, what kung fu movie characters would be best replaced by one or more of the Ojamas? Currently picturing the talking tongue, tongue from Kung Pao with yellow's face. Again, I don't know enough kung fu movies. I did. Just... I did watch Kung Pao Under the Fist with some friends recently, and I do think that basically any character from that could be replaced with an Ojama. Possibly an all Ojama cast. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, any Jackie Chan movie is just now three Ojamas in a trench coat. I was going to say, the only one I can remember actually watching ever, I well, no, that's not true. I did watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and I watched mm. Hero. Those are the two, like, kung fu movies that I really watched, and I don't remember much of either of them, but I do think seeing Ojamas fighting on bamboo would be fun, which I believe is from Hero. That would be pretty sick, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's from Hero. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> um, from uh, Cassidy Cosplay, non-binary with left dragonkin, if you had to duel a former mentor atop a mountainside to gain access to great power, how fucked are you? This is a very bold question, assuming that I've had mentors in my life. Yeah, like, I'm thinking of literally every... I, I, I guess, like, the teacher I was most close with in high school, like... Yeah. Here's the thing. I've seen Zeta Gundam. I know how easy it is to trip someone and knock them off a mountain. <laughs> um, I am probably fine. Yeah, when I think of the teacher I was most close with, they turned out to be a piece of shit. So, I'm fucking going all at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just really didn't have mentors. Like, the only person who, like, could have really been a mentor to me was instead abusive, so... <laughs> So, yeah, looks like we're all yeah, shutting people off mountains. Fuck, fuck her. Get fucked. Real. Um, 
head bent, yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, Again, from from Cass is, if all your classmates joined a cult, would you? I will answer your question with the question, if all of your friends were named Cliff, would you jump off of them? Yeah, fuck yeah, I would. Yeah. That's from fuck. I think Hugh Neutron said that in an episode of Jimmy Neutron. I love that. That line fucking sticks with me. It's so funny to me. Um, I mean, I like to say no, but like that's the nature of cults. Probably, I would. I, I hope exactly. You 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 say you wouldn't become white, but when all of your friends are saying that you should become white, I I don't know. Listen, it took me it took me longer than it should to realize that uh, I was being like fundamentally mistreated by that person who should have been my mentor. So. Yeah, I I don't trust myself to be able to look to see the red flags if everyone else is getting into something. I I mean, when I think classmates, I think like people I knew in high school and the answer is probably yes. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, you're in a friend group. You all do the same things together. Yeah. It's hard to say no. Peer pressure's a fucker. Mm-hmm. Uh from uh... Jane Runkle-Dunkle. Which host is most likely to leave to protect an ancient evil in a monastery? It's Elliot. He's already doing it. Y- yeah. He's <laughs> That's doing why it. he hasn't been here. He's... Yeah. You, he... you may not have heard of the New Mexican monasteries, but they're out there. I mean... Mm, that's where he is. Yeah, he's in New Mexico. Uh, he... Uh, he's watching over the ruins of Bonanza City and making sure that the ghosts of all the people who died there don't come and wreak their havoc on the moral realm. Exactly. And only when his, when his grim work is done will he be able to rejoin the podcast. Yeah, he's gotta finish reading that journal. Uh. <laughs> okay, from Manjame Blunder, uh, Gorblesome. If you had to duel your former high school principals, how easy slash difficult would they be to defeat? Do you think any of them could turn out to be pro gamers? This is assuming they have a basic knowledge of the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh. I literally can't remember who my high school principal was. Yeah, I was... I can... I'm pretty sure I could beat Dr. Vorbach's ass in Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm trying to remember which... which faculty member was specifically the principal. And depending on which one it is, I think... Honestly, I think I could probably, I could beat one of them, but not the other. Mm. Okay. Uh, um, Stephen Marshmallow uh, has a, re- a responsive question to uh, Cass's earlier question. If you're all your classmates joined a cult, would you? Which is alternatively, what's your high school cult? And I can say with great confidence that mine was wearing denim miniskirts over leggings with UGG boots. Uh. Whatever that, I'd be in the Lincoln Whatever Park cult. that like subculture was for like popular girls, that was our high my high school cult. <laughs> I mean, when I think of things that would qualify, uh, I can think of what my middle school cult would be, which is Homestar Runner, which was just me, and I annoyed people about how they should watch it, and eventually they stopped wanting to watch it. Uh. High school. Hmm. There are some routes I could go, and I think the funniest one would probably be, uh, I don't know, uh, 
Oh, fuck, I know what it's going to be. It's going to be a Cthulhu cult, because that was around the time I thought I I should read the works of H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, local oh, legend. You, <laughs> you local and my legend. best high school friend as well. Hmm. I would be in a Linkin Park oh, cult. Jesus. I loved Linkin Park mm-hmm. back in the day. Oh my god, they're like my favorite music. Your stand, Meteora. Still kind of... Still kind of fucking slaps, though. It's not To be bad. quite honest. Uh, okay. This is another question from Cass that I'm not sure about. But hey, remember that time Arthur became a fascist? I the Ardvark? Like Ardvark or Hawkins? No, Arthur. I don't remember. Or, oh, or, yeah. I have no idea. I can for it. I is this is this talking about the funny PBS Ardvark boy? I really don't know. I, okay. I, don't, I need more information. <laughs> From Danny Dorito, Time Wizard Girl, who's in the studio with us right now. Uh, last week, we established that show is a Redditor. Is Misawa a Redditor as well? Do you think Misawa post screen text? Does Misawa think he is a Sigma male like Sigma the Magnet Warrior? Jesus Christ, it is thundering. Can y'all hear this? Okay. Jeez. I cannot. So, I can say with absolute certainty... That Misawa is not a Sigma male. He very distinctly no. goes, it becomes part of a pack. Uh, his goal this whole episode is becoming part of one. Uh, his... But I do think he's also a Redditor. Uh, he's absolutely a beta male. He's like... Get his ass! He's like, male, yeah. again, all of this is horseshit. I, obviously, I don't actually believe in any of this, because it's all, like, sexist garbage. But... Like, looking at Mm -hmm. the definition of, like, men going their own way or whatever, fucking guys subscribe to this philosophy. He is, like, the definition of a beta male. Yeah, he would be, like, a Reddit mod for, like... going their own way. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of shit. Uh, Fuck that. He's he's the fucking Honda of GX. No, I don't think... Bastion's into that specific, like, lady stuff. I think Bastion is, like, one of those guys who is on, like, a Reddit for... He... Oh my god! I just realized. Bastion is a... Bastion is a, uh... What's it called? I'm trying to remember. Oh, he's a... He's part of one of those I fucking love science groups. Oh God, you're right. Oh Jesus, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Christ. He loves God. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh. Uh, sorry, I'm just I looking hate it. about you're right, how, but I hate how it. that thing of thunder just. Yeah, that was pretty loud on my audacity. So that'll be fun for whoever uh, edits this later. Uh, I think it's me. Yeah, but make sure you bass boost it, Dan. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um... <laughs> I don't think we saw a post-screen text because I don't think he goes on 4chan. I think he's intimidated by 4chan. No. He just sticks to Reddit. Um, from Kirby the Cleric, what are each of your favorite shades of blue? I'm going to be, like, honest. I'm kind of cliche with it, but I really like a nice Robin's Egg blue. Ooh, very nice. I don't know if I have a specific favorite. But, you know, I do like uh, a nice dark blue. Uh, 
I'm looking at some of these and, you know. A nice navy, perhaps? Yeah, navy, midnight. Ooh, midnight blue is really nice. Tur mm. Oh, it's turquoise. It's turquoise. Oh, turquoise is, yeah. I was, I was thinking of, like, the cerulean yeah, my... zone as well, but. Mm-hmm. My my favorite color is turquoise, so uh, that's going to be All my right. answer. Um, from Space Robot, who is also in the studio with us right now. Hi. Uh, what is the most forbidden and disrespectful way to win a duel, in all of your opinions? Um, piss. Uh, I, I mean, this honestly. Oh wait, it, it I is, know what it is. It is both. It is both the most forbidden and disrespectful and my favorite way to do it it's deck out win a duel by deck out fuck fuck life points it you flip the table and they have to forfeit <laughs> yeah you press the funny button in uh tabletop sim you know yeah I don't even know why I said piss. I didn't even think I had like a more formed answer. I just wanted to. Just you just really were like involving piss on the brain. Yeah, I don't know. It's, this is what podcasting does to a motherfucker. Really? Um, also from Kirby, uh, do you suppose crippling depression would be better off or worse off worldwide if everyone was born with a twin? Would this lead to world peace or systemic societal collapse? I. I assume this is probably from last week's episode. Maybe? I, I like the idea that this is <laughs> yeah. a completely non-sequitur question. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like all of the twins I know all had a pretty good relationship. Like, because, you know, you're like siblings but closer because... I'm, I'm ass In my head, I'm assuming identical even though I know fraternal twins yeah. exist and I know as many fraternal twins as I know identical twins. But, no, I don't know. I, I, I think... If everyone was born with a twin, I'm going to go on a limb and say that might be a net positive. Because people would maybe understand All each I other more. All I can think about is that Welcome to Nightville bit. Which is like, they come in twos, you come in twos, kill your double. That's like, that's like Audrey, I feel like you I say know. that every week. You, you do such a good job of finding like the, be Listen, <laughs> the best situation like to lines. quote that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to say that if everyone was born with a twin, it would be like uh, some sort of uh, YA dystopia fiction, and there, oh, it sure the world would, would be changed that. when someone who was born as a single child came into being. Uh, uh, this is like Ganondorf being born to the Gerudo, something like that. Yeah. One uh, of tremendous. them. One of <laughs> Oh my god, there's one of them. <laughs> And then finally, our last uh, Discord question from Glam Blaster is: Which archetype would you choose to send your child to a secluded mountain dual dojo to master? Harpy, ladies, as always. Mm. Now, Max Junior, I know this is probably going to be an unpopular yeah. decision with you. Uh, but you are being sent to uh, the Ojama school Sorry for special boys. <laughs> Just like me and your father before me. Oh, um, what if, like, yeah, what if it's, you know how there's just a volcano on Duel Academy? 
what if mm-hmm. there was a secret second school built inside the volcano, just like floating atop a rock of magma? <laughs> that's that's where I'm sending my child. I like just like learn about like all the fire pyro monsters and all Maybe that. Maybe it's just because of what if everyone was born as a twin, but I like kind of the us implications of that. Like, what if there's like a, a oh, secret yeah, true. like underground society that uh, everyone's been involved with, and they all mirror your movements in the volcano? Mm, fucked, up. fucked up. And that's all our questions. All right. What a good, what a good set of questions we had this week. Yeah. I like the questions about twins. Send us more <laughs> shit that doesn't make any sense that has like nothing to do with the episode. It's still fun questions Arthur anyway. I think DW is more likely to become a fascist than an Arthur. Christ. All right. Uh, um, plugs? Plugs? Sure, yeah. I'll Audrey, go you go first. first. Hi. Uh, I'm Audrey. You can follow me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum on Prime. You can also, uh, for one week more only, uh, hear me as a guest host on Wow Cool Robot, a Gundam podcast, where we've been talking about G Gundam. We did the final episode, we recorded the final episode of the actual series last night, and then we're going to be recording a wrap-up session, and then I'm free, free at last. Um, do that <laughs> with Max and Argyle, and I'm, you can find that at Wow Cool Podcast on Twitter. Don't have any other projects in the making at the moment, but you can follow at the reticulation, that's T-H-E-R-E-T-I-C-U-L-A-T-I-O-N on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook for updates about a website I'm trying to launch with a good friend of mine where we will be spotlighting and uplifting LGBT voices in the realm of pop culture criticism. Dan? Uh, yeah, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. You can find all those places at linktr.ee slash big underscore challenges. From there, you can find my Twitter, at Bigger Challenge. You can listen to the other podcasts I do, including The Sonic Shuffle, uh, where we've got a bit of a delay right now, but we most recently uh, recorded an episode on two episodes of Sonic X. Uh, it was they were good episodes uh uh they should be going up on saturday you should be able to listen to it by this by the time this one goes up uh you can listen to video games the movie the podcast a monthly video game uh movie podcast i do with my friend maxi uh this month it is lucario and the mystery of mew uh we were we are recording at the day after this recording, and I, I'm gonna try to get it, get the episode out before the month is over. No guarantees, but uh, that should be something we can do. Uh, you can listen to Strangers Fiction, an actual play podcast focused on one shots, and we are working around like organizing a uh new a uh, new one shot for us to do of an in development uh, uh an in development uh tabletop RPG uh called Mythologic. Uh you'll be able to hear more about that later after we record it. Uh 
And last but not least, you can visit Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. And this week, uh, I would like to uh, shout out two special birthdays to two special people. The first is Jaden Yuki. Woo! Uh, the other is uh, Hatsune Miku, both on the oh same my day, God. August 31st. They're, fr- they're fraternal twins. Blessed. Blessed. All right. Um, <clears throat> and I'm Max. You can go to Max Bajillion on Twitter to find me. Like Audrey mentioned, Wild Kurobot is one of my podcasts. Check that out at Wild Podcast on Twitter. And my other show is called Slappers Only, which is a video game music showdown podcast I do with my friend Jordan. Um, we are, this by the time this episode goes up, uh, the Sonic Adventure 2 episode we did with Dan here should be posted. Uh, next up is Ace Combat 7, which is a batshit game with a killer soundtrack that they literally delayed the game for. Uh, it's good as, good as hell. Um... Together, we're Pod Agreed. You go to Pod of Greed Cast on Twitter. Don't go to Tumblr. Uh, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, Who? There's Discord links. Go to kaiba.online to join our Discord channel where you can hang out, uh, post questions every week, talk about bugs a lot. I really like that last part. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash pod of greed to join our Patreon. Uh, $2 a month will get you our bonus feed. I think the next thing that's going up, it should be our second part of uh, our final bid playthrough, Stupid Horse. Uh, we're getting the last of our Walden Academy uploaded there. We'll be doing the final Grugio soon enough. we got some content planned. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. Uh, $5 a month gets you the partner role. At the end of the episode, we shout out all of our partners. So thank you to Colton Crow, Daniel Kalaskis, Emery, Joel Thomas, Morg, Haunting the Morg, Riley Hopkins, and Draven. Thank you all so much. Emery is in the call with us right now. Uh, we already shouted out our $10 patrons, which if you join at the $10 level, you will get a yearly care package if you donate for a couple months. Uh, that happens every spring, so if you join now, you should have enough months banked up that we can send you a real physical gift, like t-shirts, mugs, worm on a string, etc. Um, and if at the $5 and $10 tier, you are able to listen in on episodes while we record. We had Danielle and Emery with us this week, just listen in, hanging out. Uh, you just show up just click in to join you can hear us talk about the bullshit we talk about when we record this show and i think that will do it for this week i don't think i've forgotten anything uh so to close i set myself face down and freeze to death on top of a mount everest i set myself face down and um Ignore the weird guy nagging me at the bar. Uh, I set myself face down and uh, submit my application form to my local cult. (laughs) Why did I say Mountain Everest? Peach! Peach!